Hello, welcome to the Hopecast, where we hear about normal people following Jesus in the 21st century. Join me in guests and conversations on how to do daily life with struggles that come, the hope we find in Jesus, plus anything in between. Come on in. Okay. Hello, people. Welcome back to the podcast, the Hopecast, as they say. Uh, well, no, it's just called that. But um, uh, yeah, it's been a while since I recorded. I actually just recorded the first like five minutes of this without pressing record. So that's a fun fact. But um, regurgitating everything I just said, um, I've got a new mic now. Thank you to Hannah Laidley. That's Hannah Laidley. Thank you, sister. Um, and feeling great I don't know how much of a difference it's going to make until I listen back to this but quite excited and I'm gonna say again I've got a lovely lady waiting to speak and her name is Fiona also known as Fee by most people Fee Fee, introduce yourself to the people so many voice cracks I know I was like um yes hello so I am Fiona or Fee or various people or various other people call me various other things but those are the two names I mainly go by and I was saying that I like that you call me a lovely lady <laughs> it makes me feel like kind of old but I, I like being described as lovely yeah I really enjoy that I'm glad it makes people feel happy because sometimes you just need some encouragement along your way we all need more encouragement you know? <laughs> That's great. And uh, Fee, tell the people about yourself. Mm, okay. Uh, so I am, um, where, what, what, what do you want to know? I suppose I used to work for Just Love, so that's how we got to know each other. Um, so you were part, you're part of the group at Glasgow Uni, and um, I was the Scotland coordinator for Just Love, um, and I have just finished that job, which is just, yeah, a bit crazy. Um, so yeah, Just Love helps Christian students while at university engage in social justice. So I was doing that across Scotland. I, I kind of pioneered and innovated and grew lots of Just Love groups there. Mm. Um, alongside that, I've my background's in theatre, so I did a bit of theatre stuff on the side. I awesome. do some media stuff and I have my own podcast. Yes, she does. I do. Very um, funny and so just lovely to listen to because thank you so much i love, I love so like good. an authentic conversation you know and that's what it feels like yeah so. yeah so so that one's that's called hollow and substantial so I, I have that and i'm just about to start a new job um working in community development and i'm moving to london to do that so you've caught me at the right time just before i started <laughs> that that new chapter so yeah, yeah great time. that's amazing <laughs> oh it's great so you're moving to London, it's going great fun. Um, you have family there, right? Yeah, so I've got friends, I've got family there. So it's kind of, it's a bit of a strange time to move, obviously. For sure. But um, I'm very excited. Do you know what I'm, the most thing, the thing I'm most concerned about is actually losing any Scottish accent that I have. It's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty small already. Honest, if I met you in London, I'd probably think you were from Somerset. What? <laughs> I think a lot of people are from Somerset when they're not. So, my is the... I've never heard that before. That is so funny. Like, you know what I mean? Like, bit... like Somerset? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I see that. Okay. There's so many people I've asked if they're from Somerset and they never are. So, 
Don't take that as anything factual. <laughs> B, I'm about to let the audience get to know you a bit better by okay. asking you some fun questions in a speed round. So are you ready for that? I am. I'm, I'm actually very excited about this. Okay, oh. cats or dogs? Cats. Great. Favourite country outside of Europe? Outside of Europe? Mm, Peru. Awesome! Did you go there for a while? Um, I was just there for like, I went there when I was about 16. So it's actually the only place I've been outside of Europe. Awesome. Nice. Yeah. I really, I just really want to travel in South America. Yeah, it's so cool. Awesome. If Um, you could have one meal for the rest of 2020, what would it be? Oh, that's such a good question. Um... Am I allowed tapas? Oh, I guess you can choose four tapas plates. <laughs> so I would go for Indian tapas because, tuk-tuk. yeah, so tuk tuk vibe, like other places. Because I get, I absolutely like people who know me would tell you the same that I absolutely love variety and I love kind of like mix and matching. Yeah. Um. So I'd probably have like Bombay potatoes. I'd probably have like some sort of curried thing i'd probably have like some pickles on the side and then i'd have maybe mm, another curry dish as well what what's like your go-to curry flavor oh um it's a chickpea one oh, i can't remember what it's called that's so annoying it's um, okay. it's okay. is it with the one with coconut milk potentially oh okay. i i just loved coconuts and chickpeas and yum yum yum, yum. awesome yeah all the yummy stuff great well thank you for those wonderful answers um (laughs) uh, so today uh fee is not only a lovely lady but a fashionable and ethical thinking one oh yes (laughs) so um yeah today's topic is about ethical fashion slash kind of how we can think what in our day-to-day life can, lives can make a difference. And so I'm just going to ask her a bit about her journey to that, um, any tips she has for us and stuff like that, and just find out some great knowledge because who doesn't want some great knowledge? First things first, I'm wondering, where were you introduced to the idea of ethical clothing and why do you think it matters today? So I think I hadn't really paid attention to ethical clothing, things like that, until I was maybe about halfway through university. So before that, I wouldn't have thought about retail shops as being bad. I would have bought things because I liked them and that's that and um I'd also go to places because they're cheap so I thought oh that's cheap that's good so Mm. I kind of I knew that I knew a bit that Primark maybe weren't so great but I would still shop there a bit um and I would shop at various other places as well and then yeah about halfway through university I kind of got involved in the Just Love group and became more aware of ethical ideas and that a lot of that came down to fashion um yeah what you wear and I think it was particularly around I did I think I did a dress ember 
thing. Mm -hmm. So I wore a dress or a couple of dresses for, I think, for the whole of December um, to raise to raise money and awareness for anti-trafficking and kind of monoslavery. And um, that was when I started to pay attention to the problems around fashion and where things come from. And then I went on later on that year to go and do an internship at an anti-trafficking charity over the summer. And I became more and more aware of the problems. So I was about, I was probably about 20 when I started figuring out that there were issues going on, that fashion isn't, a lot of fashion isn't particularly ethical. Hmm. Um, so yeah, and then I think like, why does it matter now? I think um, we live in a very globalized world. Every, we're all very connected with each other um, in some ways. But we also um, are very connected to people that we don't see, and I think it makes yeah. a difference. That that's really important to remember that there is always someone somewhere behind the things I buy and wear, um, and I need to try and pay attention to that. So yeah, I think there, that's probably a lot of where I kind of stumbled into these things. Um, but it was also quite a slow process. It wasn't like an overnight thing of oh, I've realized this is all really bad and I'm going to change all my like decisions. It was yeah. a bit of a gradual move. For sure. And I think we'll get back, we'll get to that later in the podcast of like, how can we do this without it just becoming a massive burden every yeah. single decision you make? Um, yeah, I really um, liked what you said about the fact that like we're all linked um, in a, the global world and um, you might not be able to see someone being affected by it. Um, but I like to personally think of it as like a, how am I loving my neighbor who I can't see? That kind of um, thing. So is there any way about Jesus where when he was on life, um, <laughs> on life, um, <laughs> um, is there a way that Jesus conducted himself or acted um, when he was in the world uh, that like encourages you to pursue this a bit more seriously or like think about it as a Christian? Mm, yeah, I think the way I view Jesus is that he was so aware of people around him and he would encounter people that he did know. So he had his pals, he had his disciples, he had some initial, he had some of his friends and wider set of friends, but then he also would bump into people he didn't know and do amazing things in their lives. And so, you know, he would go from town to town and heal people or feed people or talk to people that, he had never met before and so for me like God and Jesus shows us God's love for strangers for people who are not necessarily on the inside um, who aren't part of our initial circles and immediate circles um, and I think you know Jesus then the way he lived his life but not not just that the way he talked about things so we're talking about loving our neighbor the, the story of the Good Samaritan is the classic story for a reason. Um, and Jesus talks about the neighbor as being a very, it, anyone can be our neighbor. That's what he's saying. Um, anyone who is a child of God, anyone who's human can be considered our neighbor. And he talks about loving those who are our neighbors, loving everyone. And so that, you know, there's that parable of the Good Samaritan where it's actually, the people who we least expect it to help that that um yeah the person who is broken is yeah. fascinating so i think 
Yeah, I think that Jesus had a very, there was something about him, wasn't there, that he meant that he he wandered around, he did amazing things in his ministry, but also what he said is really important. And I think we don't want to lose lose that. Um and I think the fact is that also, you know, people some you know, people would even just reach out to Jesus and be healed. It's mm. he's there's something about the love that he has for every person and the faith that we then put in him that can bring about healing and restoration in, when we least expect it. Um, so, yeah, I think Jesus lived a life that I aspire to, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But I, he just, there's something about him when you read the Gospels, it's hard for me to not see the depth and richness of love for people who are on the margins or people that we aren't necessarily best friends with that's what Jesus cared about all those all those things for sure and what I just noticed about the that parable like the Samaritan classic one um is that like it might not even be someone who's in your day-to-day circles or that you Mm -hmm. know uh or like like as a common person who you're like oh they have problems I need to help them sometimes something Mm -hmm. like you might just literally be going somewhere and along the way there are people presenting who need your help or who yeah who people other people are passing them by but um it's like your challenge to be different um and to go and help them rather than to just you know turn the turn your eye and just act like you didn't see them Mm. Um, which is so challenging because i especially with like this topic of modern slavery and stuff it's such a massive issue and it's not happening always next door to us but how do you feel that you've managed to kind of contemplate it without looking at it at such a huge scale that you end up ignoring it but how do you like keep the compassion and keep remembering that uh, what you do whether it's uh, great or small is making a difference mm. that is a really good question and I think that's something with any topic around any sort of justice topic I think once you start looking at it, it can it will it will feel overwhelming. Yeah. So if you start looking at stats or hearing stories, it can feel really like a big mountain that you're looking at, and you think there's nothing I can not nothing I can do. So I will just ignore this. And um, certainly, I think when I first started finding out about some of this stuff. I suppose around modern slavery. I think there was something about like there's something like 45, an estimated 45 million slaves in the world right now. Wow. And um, so when you are hit by stats like that, you just think, well, me not buying that item of clothing from H&M, is that really going to make a difference? But I think that's a really, that's an attitude and a place I think we all have to go, something you have to pass through. So I think a lot of this stuff is about journeying through that, maybe apathy or sense of oh, I'm not I don't have any power to make a difference I see it so you have to push through that you can't let that stop you um and I suppose how how did I manage that I think or how do I manage that um a lot of it was the small stuff the small changes here and there or taking part in something like so dress ember for instance mm. that was really good for me because I was part of a wider group of people doing it so I wasn't the only one taking part um or like I was part of the IGM stand for freedom as well and so I think taking part in advocacy 
help me feel a bit more empowered to then make it like individual changes myself I, I don't I it's not something that I think I've nailed as well so I suppose I'm not saying oh I only buy ethical clothing all the time like sometimes I I, I don't and I have to be gracious towards myself um but yeah so I think in order for these things not to feel so big you have to journey through the topic through the issue and that's that could be with other people but it also could be through prayer through Mm. advocacy I certainly know that a lot of it is asking God to help you through breaking your heart through figure thinking actually do you know what I need I need to understand that this is a broken thing that I'm looking at but I need to believe in the restoration Mm. I have to look at it that way and I I think the love of God just helps will you on yeah and that's the difference I think like with just love um people like students who are Christians versus just any random ethical group or something is that we do have a hope we do have an end to the story and we do have a God who's on the same side as us and Mm -hmm. wants and wants us to be praying and wants us to be um asking what his will is in that and yeah it's it's difficult isn't it because like you could be like okay once I know about this I'll never ever buy this again or never go to any shop but that's first of all not feasible uh if you think about every if every single action you have it does have an impact um whether you know it or not but it's I think it's just about being conscious of Um, some things and just being like okay I'm prepared to take this step um and then I'm gonna build those steps up um and I liked what you said um just just to hear more about like how you developed your own habits um, what were like the beginning steps for you mm. and then where has like what's your journey been like like tell us a bit about what you've been doing over the years oh gosh oh yeah oh um so oh I'm trying to think it feels like a long time ago now but um some of the stuff in terms of like the habits or things that I started thinking about so I have always been an absolute sucker for a charity shop. Yeah. Pre-caring about ethical fashion, just because it was cheap. And also because it was like often like quite unique items. And I was like, oh, I'm really drawn to the unique, unique thing. I want that. I know no one else has got it, so I'm going to have it. <laughs> so um, I started, yeah, I started shopping more in charity shops. Um. I think for me, it was just like, what are the things, items of clothing that I might need to buy in the future? And how can I start transitioning these from a more, yeah, from a a brand that maybe isn't quite very, isn't very ethical, maybe doesn't treat its workers very well to something more ethical. Mm. Um, And, but also I think I want to caveat all of this by saying that, um, you shouldn't just throw out all your clothes and get loads of new ethical ones. Like don't go and just be like, I'm getting a whole new wardrobe. Like that just isn't what I'm saying. Um, so it was stuff, it was, it was kind of slow to be honest. It was stuff like that. So if I thought I want a new item of clothing, I'm going to start looking in charge shops. Um, so for instance, um, I remember buying a new coat 
and I was, I was like, I really want a new coat. And I was like, I'm going to go there. Um, and yeah, I think also it was things like looking, could I swap clothes? Could I borrow clothes off people? Mm-hmm. Um, also, I think asking the question, do I actually need anything else in my life? <laughs> Probably not. <Yeah. laughs> That's genuinely a fantastic question. <laughs> yeah. Do I really need more clothes? maybe not um so yeah and becoming a bit more aware of ethical brands as well um so knowing okay what are the what are the brands that are a bit more that i know are better for the planet or that treat workers really well um and okay maybe it means i i save up to buy things like that um I think because the ethical fact, we all wear clothes. So we all have a choice of what we're putting on our bodies and how that then, I suppose, aligns to our personalities and what that shows of us, but also who who made the clothes, who's made the things I'm wearing mm. is quite an important question. Um, so slowly but surely, I stopped shopping in certain stores. So Primark were the first to go. And since then I've like almost like slightly subconsciously stopped shopping at one another place, stopped shopping at another place. And I would now try to mainly shop in charge shops or Depop is really good. Um, and then saving up when I really need a good item, saving up and buying from an ethical brand. They're more expensive, but that's because they're more ethical. Um, mm. So, yeah, I, I think all of that is to say that I it wasn't an overnight thing and it was choosing more, choosing, I suppose, uh, something that's harder than something that's easy. Yeah. But I also recognise that I'm still not, I still didn't nail it. There were still certain times where I'd slip up or I'd be like, you know what? I'm just going to slightly ignore the fact that this is a brand that isn't great Mm. because I really want the item. And I think when it comes to ethical fashion, there is a whole, there's a whole realm of stuff around consumerism that we have to think about as well Mm. of where we don't, we all have more clothes than we probably need. And and the way our society is, is set up the way we are designed to think is that we always need more mm. and i think so much of the ethical stuff is actually like stripping back and saying i don't need more. for sure um even like just thinking of how 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 are you spending your money and like is is a difficult one because it's just you're always going to be like ooh should i really do that or like blah blah but it's like do i really need to, to give my money to more clothing places when I could literally spend it on so many other things. I know. Um, but yeah, I guess like the consumerism drive and like everything that advertisement screams to you is like, mm-hmm. you need this, you need that. But it's like, actually just be satisfied with what you have because yeah, I, I go through like cycles of like, I don't need anything. I'm never buying clothes. Like I don't need anything this year. 
and then I'll literally have cravings almost. It's crazy. Like, it's like, oh, I really need to go and spend loads of money for no reason. But no, we can say no to those things. And I guess, like, it is literally part of, like, denying yourself in some ways because, like, are you just going to follow everything Mm. that, like, the world says to you? Or are you going to choose to be different and choose to just... Yeah, just not have to be compelled by every advent, so, which is a tricky one. And yeah, self-control, we all need that. Yeah. The spirit, so that's great. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was, that's cool. Um, are there any like uh, websites? I, I think there are some websites where you can find out like how, like the scale of ethical, mm-hmm. like in terms of environmentally friendly or like... Um, if they've got transparency about like how their workers are and stuff, any mm. top one that you? Yeah. So I was when I first started out on some of this, I was looking. I would go into Ethical Consumer um, website. I think now you might have to pay or like subscribe or something to get full access. But um, back in the day when I well, it wasn't as quite as popular. Um, you could go on and it would rank the brands by different different ethical standards which was really really helpful um and then i think ethical consumer also had like the most the most ethical brands they would have like links to so you could then go and look them up um yeah so i think that's mainly the website that i used at the time more as a way of figuring out as I said earlier, what shop should I completely stop shopping at? Yeah. And then how do I like work my way up mm-hmm. so that I'm only really going with the most ethical brands? Um, so actually it was things like ASOS were really bad. So I stopped, I mean, that's an online brand, but I stopped. I was like, I can't go with ASOS anymore. Um, yeah, so I did stuff like that. And then to be honest with you, these days you just type in ethical fashion or ethical, even just ethical fashion UK. And you'll get like, there's so many blogs now, which are like, which can point you in the right direction. And sometimes certain blogs as well will have like most ethical jeans, most ethical oh, yeah. da da da. So you can find like specific clothes. Yeah. If you're interested in that. Um, so yeah, I've, I've done a bit of that. Um, these days, if I'm buying something, I would probably go for like Depop probably um I got I've got a bit obsessed with Depop it's kind of what you're saying earlier but like I just got really obsessed with I was like I need to buy clothes it was like during lockdown I was like I have nothing else to spend my money on so I will buy clothes (laughs) and it was so unnecessary I didn't need to do that honestly but um it was if you're ever looking for a specific item you can go like Depop's excellent for that yeah Um, I suppose the thing with Depop, though, is to caveat some of that is that I think there are people who misuse Depop and will buy from really like unethical brands and then like upmarket everything and it becomes a business for them. So you have to like, sometimes I try to suss out from the buyer how much are they selling? Is it actually stuff that they're like no longer using or are they like just trying to uh, make a profit? Oh, yeah, I didn't think of that. Like, yeah, it's quite, I don't know, it's a bit of a weird one. Yeah. So yeah, so those are kind of the main things I use. Um, yeah, I think 
as I say, ethical consumer was is great, not just for clothing. It's good for so many other things, um, which is what I, I really loved. Yeah. Mm, that's awesome. Thank you for the tip. So I think one other thing, obviously I was saying before, like it can become a burden, mm-hmm. but also how do we like encourage others to do this without being condemning as well? Oh, this one's hard. This is just such like one of those topics where it's like, can you really ever completely be everything ethical? You know, like because even the most ethical brand, I'm sure, even if it's on paper ethical, you don't know what's going on like behind the closed doors, you know, and you don't know what you're contributing to. So, how can we like encourage people to do that, but Mm. in just like a yeah especially other Christians who could be skeptical. Yeah, this one's really difficult. Mm. Um, oh, I think that it's pretty much impossible in our current world to be 100% ethical in all your clothing mm. because somewhere along the way, there is going to be something that makes means that... Um, yeah that is not as ethical as we'd like um so i think unless you're making your own clothes from like (laughs) i don't know scraps you find outside i think you're gonna be it's gonna be pretty (laughs) people do that but i'm not very good at making my own clothes i can't i can't sew yeah i'm not the best seamstress either I'm, i'm really bad at that um yeah so i think when you're talking about this sort of topic as with a lot of other things you just have to be real about it don't you you have to say you know what like it might be really hard to ever become fully ethical Mm. i suppose ethical being like good for the environment good for the like people who make the clothes good in terms of like where the money goes sustainability all of that stuff Mm. is a whole realm of stuff um so i think it's a bit about being honest i think a lot of it is for me quietly modeling it and getting on with it mm. and doing that in a way that means that when so for instance, i i love charity shopping in charity shops and so a lot of people not a lot of people i'm making this sound really good i'm like a lot of people love my clothes not really <laughs> but like you know yeah, sometimes I'll be, yeah i'm like so i need let me love my clothes um Sometimes, particularly at uni, I'd buy an item of clothing from a charity shop and people would be like, they'd make a comment, they'd be like, I love that item of clothing. And that's that. And then there's an opportunity there. You'd be like, oh, I got it from a charity shop. And people like, oh, you can, oh. And I'm like, you can buy nice things from charity shops, guys. Mm. It's happening. Um, But certainly I've had quite a few times where I've had like difficult conversations with people because it just feels like, it's too big a mountain or they feel a bit kind of judged which is never my intention um but I'm sure that a few people have felt that way I think a lot of it's about pointing people in the direction you think would be helpful for them so you know I've uh my sister uh absolutely loves Urban Outfitters and like Topshop she loves those brands um so for me to say oh stop shopping there but shop at like this really ethical, much more expensive brand. She's not going to do that. But when she found out that I was using Depop, she Depop was like, is oh, and there was like, there's a whole world of stuff on there 
that will be good like that you'll like mm. that are brands of kind of brands that you would like yeah you can so, even search the brand on depop exactly you can search, you can search, like depop you can narrow things down so much so for her that works um and then yeah with other people i think it's a more sometimes a slower process um i generally think though these days that more and more christians are paying attention to this topic mm-hmm. and are p- paying attention to where they get their clothes from and what they wear um yeah and i i think at uni it was there was points where it was quite hard i didn't want to be seen as condemning i'm sure there were points where i did come across that way it depends on how much money you have it depends on where you're at in your life um but i think whenever you're talking about a topic that you're passionate about that's maybe quite heavy mm. you you just need to to go in with grace yeah for sure. the other person and to show to to view them as a child of god like that's that's what you need to do it's not about trying to convince them of your that you're right they're wrong it's that's not and if you go in with that attitude it's never going to go well if you go in thinking this person is a child of god i'm going to view that and then that way and i'm going to listen to them and i'd love to share a bit about what i'm passionate about you're more likely to have a great conversation <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's that's so good i think that's made me feel a bit more calm about the whole thing because it's like not judging you not being judged but it's also like we do have the means to make a difference so why mm. not mm. try a bit mm-hmm. um and definitely the approach of just maybe saying no to one thing or reducing i think a major key you know the whole reduce reuse recycle mm. like reduce because so many of us have way more stuff than we need yeah. uh so that that at least for me i'm just preaching to myself to be honest but, uh definitely need to reduce the amount of um stuff i buy just in general mm. i just don't need it and just a verse which i was looking up earlier was um james five um which just i think it just shows how god feels about this kind of subject and just how much yeah just how much pain um he does he he can empathize with people you know and um has compassion on people uh because jesus was on earth and he suffered in all kinds of ways so it's not like it's completely foreign to him uh, Mm. to hear of people suffering so james 5 verse 4 says uh, look, the wages you failed to pay the workers who mowed your fields are crying out against you. The cries of the harvesters have reached the ears of the Lord Almighty. Mm-hmm. And um, like, just goes on to say, like, beware, like you people who are rich, like you're you're gonna be, like, at the end of the day, everyone's gonna be uh, judged mm-hmm. about something, and like you, if you are literally causing that harm to people, like. Something to definitely think about. Mm. And um, yeah, God does hear those people's cries. So even if a lot of people have kind of turned their blind eye to it, um, God cares so much about them uh, Mm. just the same, like regardless of how much people care about um, those people that they don't see. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, um, this has been a great... I don't know why I keep going to call you Fiona. You're like, Fiona, wait, no, Fee. Oh, wait, no, Fiona. (laughs) What? 
What's my name? <laughs> B, this has been such a great conversation. I think it's helped me to be a bit more at ease about talking to other people about it, but also, yeah, just finding that balance between mm. like, you can do something in your life, whether it's a tiny step at a time or just like a progression over years and stuff. I'm feeling lighter. So mm. thank you very much. Um, and just as we are ending, I wanted to ask you, like, what is some advice you wish you had about the topic? And what would you say to someone uh, listening to this podcast who's like, okay, what do I need to know? I think something I'd wish I'd known slash thought about more when I was thinking about, about ethical fashion and, and I suppose, like, consumerism and, yeah, the fact there are people out there being exploited is that God loves the people who are exploiting as well as those who are being exploited. And we shouldn't forget that. And I think people don't just exploit. Most of the time people don't exploit others for no reason. And there are like really ingrained reasons behind every exploitation, every bit of brokenness. Mm. Um, so I think that's something I wish I'd known a bit because that helps me have compassion all on all sides. Um, mm. And that's not to say that there shouldn't still be justice and that we should, still shouldn't care. But actually, yeah, people who are, uh, I don't know, people who are enslaving or trafficking others, there are reasons behind that and they are loved by God. Yeah. Yeah. So I need to I need to figure out how I can love them best as well. Mm. Um, I, yeah, and then I think like practical tips: don't beat yourself up. Just d- don't. Yeah. Like relax. I think when we relax, God moves. So you need to just relax and just one step at a time. Maybe make a list of the brands that you currently use or shop at for for clothing and be like okay these are the places I usually go okay maybe I'm going to do some research on how ethical they are or maybe I'm going to like slowly one by one take like if I know they're not ethical one by one I'm going to stop shopping at each place but don't do it all at the same time because you will get overwhelmed and that cold turkey is not that useful cold turkey is not easy on anything and I think clothing as well so don't get too stressed about that and last but not least borrow clothes if you like someone's outfit tell them and say oh by the way I like that outfit maybe oh. one time we could swap clothes Ooh. like I I so I mean it's my, oh. I know this is a whole sibling thing but I nick my sister's clothes all the <laughs> yeah. time <laughs> same, same. Yeah. I love it um, <laughs> so instead of buying more why not like set up a little group where you could swap clothes I think that's more of a female thing so if you're a guy listening maybe that's less of a thing you could do with other guys but I think that's still something you could look into. Yeah. And I, I love, I love like, you know, new wardrobe for just like two weeks or something. You're just oh, like, oh, so like, I absolutely love it. <laughs> it's so, I did that with my friend's denim jacket. I had it for like two months and then she messaged me, she said, I really want it back. And I was like, oh, fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, those are some very good tips to be honest. Like I need to, guess a clothes swap once this whole lockdown thingy is a yeah bit loosened up you know um 
definitely getting mm. that done woohoo oh this has been so fun me thank you so much for being yeah, thanks so much for having me hope i feel like i've been rattling on so oh. hopefully, hopefully something and i love the rattle uh, <laughs> so good yeah <laughs> but yeah we've like just scratched the surface you know like this is not everything about mm. every ethical thing or how we can be most effective in our altruism or whatever but mm. i think yeah just like pray about it mm. um give it to god and be like god i know you care about these people you care about me and you care about uh those people and uh, the people exploiting them even so just like even praying for the workers and those people who are exploiting mm. them, uh, for them to find god um in the midst of whatever they're doing uh, is so useful so thank you for that and yeah everyone thank you for listening <laughs> thank you for listening to the hopecast and if you're listening to this on apple podcast please give this a rating if you want because i've realized that's the thing so feel free to rate this right now in the two minutes it takes i think it takes less than that actually but yeah enjoy that but yeah thanks um, for listening and goodbye bye Oh, thank you.